Aloha, I'm Felicia Miller Johnson, and I conduct work-life video interviews with career professionals that turn into an all-intuitive conversation. Aloha and welcome to another webcast of All Intuitive Conversation. I'm excited to have a conversation with Dr. Nima. Come on to the stage. Aloha, lady. Good morning. Actually, it's afternoon. Good afternoon. It's a cloudy day, so it seems like morning time still. Good afternoon. How Hello. are you? Yeah, it is a little um, cloudy. It's raining outside my my window as well. Oh, but I'm excited by your by your about your red. Like I just saw the picture. <laughs> you have great choice in lipstick. I love that picture. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Well, red is, is just a powerful color and connection for me. And I didn't wear it today because my shirt, y'all, has this whole glitter thing. So I, I was like, let me just, I didn't want to be too, too much. I was like, let me go with a new lip today as I as I had my conversation. But you, you brought it for me today. So I was like, yeah, I love that. I was intuiting you because yes. I normally choose red. And I was like, I still want a red lip today. <laughs> See, exactly. We were already connected. So I noticed the doctor. So tell me, what type of doctor are you? I am a doctor of chiropractic. I went back to school as a Elder, um, I started uh, chiropractic school when I was 38. Three kids, a husband, two dogs, a house. <laughs> and I was like, you know what would be a good idea? <laughs> we, should, yes. we should put everything to the absolute most extreme test. And we should do a four-year intensive graduate program that involves more sciences than I even knew how to pronounce, let alone um, master the subject. And I was challenged on all ends from sides. Um, and I felt a little bit like a jelly donut where you're just constantly being <laughs> She said a jelly donut. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. And it was 2008. So we had suffered an extreme financial collapse. recession. Yeah, it wasn't the recession. Oh, yeah. Honey, it was all the things. And I was like, do you know, it'd be a good idea. <laughs> Okay, so so, but really, because that's a lot. Like you said, you know, you're you're 38, three kids, husband, and all that. So, what was it that that sign to say, yeah, let's do this. Let's go back to be a chiropractor. Like, what was it? So it initially didn't evolve that way. I was 36. We were living in Southern California, and I have three children and. 
pretty sure my husband was at work already and I had gone into the bathroom and I was standing um, and I was sort of looking down um, at one of the kids and probably the baby who was maybe 18 months at the time. And I, I just happened to like the, the other two are fussing and carrying on. I can hear them arguing. The dogs are barking mm -hmm. and the baby is like fussing and I pick him up and I stand up and now I'm looking eyeball to eyeball uh, with myself in the mirror. And I, all of a sudden I had this sort of realization that I wasn't as far along as I thought I would be. I wasn't nearly as successful mm -hmm. as I imagined that I would be at 36. When I originally went to undergrad, I thought it was going to be this high powered attorney working in some high rise, you know, corporate law firm in New York. Oh and gosh, girl, yes. Keep going. Keep going. Yes a stay-at-home mom in Southern California. And what I thought, based off of all the folks that were around me, my um, circle of friends, family, is that I should be happy. Mm. I have a good husband, these healthy kids, and I was so unfulfilled. And I was really, really hard on myself. And that critical talk was just berating me because I couldn't find all of my joy in what my current life situation looked like. And I was, I felt like I was slowly but surely dying is such an extra word, but I am super extra. So we're going to go with that. <laughs> felt like internally that I was dying a little bit, um, at least to myself, right? On the outside, there were lots of things to be joyful about, certainly. And I knew that I was blessed. I also knew that we lived in Southern California and we were just broke at a higher level, right? Mm. Like we just were barely covering, you know, our expenses. And I, I just didn't want that for myself and my family. I just didn't know how to get out of it. And I certainly did not give myself permission at that time to put myself first. So it took me two years to say 100%, this is what I, I want to do. I want to go back to school. But initially it wasn't about chiropractic. Um, I was going to go back to get my master's in midwifery because I wanted to open my own birthing center. My kids were all born at home and I wanted to help empower women to birth in the way that they chose. And I was really excited about that, super daunted, but very, very excited about it. And then it was a health crisis that my oldest, who was 13 at the time, suffered mm. that actually put me in the direction of chiropractic. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was already shuffling with your energy, right? And so <laughs> what came out was about women, right? So you were just talking about that, which is interesting because it says in this one, it, the trigger statement was, I take control and usually triggers like a bad thing. But for you, what you were describing your situation is like what you took control of your, of your life. Like you looked around because it literally says, take a moment and allow yourself to see things from your heart center. So when you were talking about, you stood over there back and you looking down at your kids and you're like, okay, th my life is not 
what I thought it was going to be. And then it says, from that place, allow your intuition to like guide you. And it sounds like that's what you did. It's like, I want something more, you know, from, from my life and wanting something different for my, for my family. And what I had got excited about, because like I said, we had already connected on this red and the lipstick, right? But I resonated with your story about, you know, I thought I was going to have this big time marketing job living in New York, you know, working in New York, living in Jersey, because that's where I graduated high school. And so just that whole thing. And then, you know, I had the realization one day of like, my life doesn't look like mm. what I thought it was going to look like, you know, where I was at. Because, you know, when we first started, people may not know, it's like I live in Little Rock, Arkansas. And at the time, I was like, what are you doing in Arkansas? Like I said, I thought I was East Coast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of thing. So I was like, what is all of this? But that led to to my, you know, the life and, and what I'm doing now and helping people. So you have that moment. You take control of your life. Tell me, what was that conversation like with your your husband? Like I said, because y'all kicking it in California. Right. And he's like, you want to do what? So he is or, yeah. from Kansas. And uh -huh. I say... So I want to move to Georgia. And he was like, say what? And I was like, so there's a state and it's called Georgia. And he was like, I heard you. I just don't understand. He was like, you know, that's the South, right? Like, you know, mm -hmm. they're right like you know what they do to black people you know that we're black right and I was like yeah but I got the message and we're supposed to move to Georgia and he was like you have lost your mind and I'm going to work thanks <laughs> and, <laughs> uh -huh. and it took me exactly four years um to convince him that this is what we should do. So I went on this whole campaign and, mm -hmm. um, and when he finally relented, because it was not like, you know what? I think it's like, it's a really good idea. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally, he doesn't like, even to this day, I don't think that he curses a whole lot. It literally was like, fuck it. Let's just go. Fine. <laughs> fine. Fine. That's going to give you to be quiet. <laughs> so tired of hearing my mouth like every ever every time he turned around i was on and on and i'm sure at some point it became like charlie brown's mom like he <laughs> goes again yes. this dick don't stop and so we go and then six months later the economy crashes and you know he's looking at me all kind of sideways like nobody wanted to go my three kids didn't want to move my mm. parents were like what the hell mm. my extended family and friends we had a huge network of friends like everybody was like what the hell mm -hmm. um, and I just kept hearing Atlanta to the point where the night that I am one of the nights that I'm packing I'm in the house. It's like midnight. Everybody is sleeping and I'm packing and I'm packing the kids toys. And they have one of these digital sort of toys like where you ask it questions and like, and, but it was like, I mean, this is geez, 15 years ago. So it's not that advanced. Like mm -hmm. 
real low tech. And it has this one skinny line, I mean, the bar that, you know, messages come across. And it's usually like, yes, no, right? Those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And I'm putting all the toys in this giant box and I'm packing and I keep asking God, are you sure? Like, are, are, are you like really doubly sure? Like are we we're, are really, and I'm having a hard time as the days get closer and I'm fearful at this point. And mm-hmm. so I pick the toy up to put it in the box and it literally says on the bar, just move. Yes. I love the synchronicity signs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, excuse me, does that even work? With, are those even letters on that? Is that even It's never said move, right? Mm-hmm. So I just literally eased it into the box. If it was today, I would have pulled out my iPhone and took, taken a picture and showed the man like this. Or I told you we're supposed oh, to. Be- <laughs> But see, okay, so this is what I, I am I am talking about, which is so aligned with what I'm talking about. Is like there are signs and messages. There's this whole spiritual realm that when we're asking, is what I call a manual God, that hey, are you sure? Did, and then when we get an answer, you know, sometimes you have that initial like, whoa, like did like did that just really you know happen? Because I had a very similar moment. I think I had just had a fight with my husband that day. And I was driving down the road and this was the whole premise of Jesus take the wheel. I was like, I let go of the steering wheel. I was like, okay, you're just going to have to show me. And literally a white truck appears, black and white sign that said Isaiah 4110, do not be dismayed. I am your present help. And I looked around like you, like what? Like really? I'm getting goosebumps right now. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And it's like, oh, okay. And so that's what, you know, part of what, that we have these signs and that was part of the motivation of having this show here on LinkedIn is like as professionals, you know, we have our careers and we do all these different things, but I'm like, there's a spiritual side as well that we can acknowledge and own. And I love how you said that now I would take a picture of that son of a gun and post dude, like, see, yes. this, this is how it's supposed to be. You know, they give us the signs of, of helping to do that. So I am loving that. So, okay. So you, he finally comes on board you get the message and you move, right? And then, like you say, you get this whole economy, like that all kind of just, just just works out. So when you were talking, because it's like, you know, the Ten of Cups is about happiness and family and, and the rainbows, right? Which, of course, for me, standing out, this is red because it's co-aligning uh, with what you got on. So you get to Atlanta. And so tell us about what it's like when you get there. Oh, I hate it. I absolutely 100%. <laughs> like there is, I literally, so I, I, I'm going to say this sarcastically, but so uh-huh. people don't know me. I think it's a really good idea to yell at God and threaten God. <laughs> he can take it. Because <laughs> I'm extra. And I, we were here for two weeks and I was like, what the hell? Like, this is ridiculous. You knew that I was questioning. You knew that I didn't know if this was the right move. Mm. Now, mind you, it is Atlanta, Georgia, August 8th is the day that we pulled up. I Mm -hmm. opened the van door because we were on, um, we drove a minivan. Mm -hmm. I immediately wanted to close it. I was like, where in the 
hell did I just move my family? This is what, it's like a fishbowl. I don't understand. Why is it so wet outside? Like why it's- <laughs> All these bowls. <laughs> I am miserable. My kids are like, what? We moved into this house because I had literally a weekend that I flew out at the beginning of summer um, to secure. And it was, I, I had 48 hours to find a house and it was not a good situation. And so I just got I, like, I can't leave without a house. And so I yeah. put a deposit down, we secured the house. I'm not excited about it. I'm less excited when we get there because mm -hmm. it's not that nice. And I, it's two weeks, I'm miserable. I don't understand all the things. Um, and everybody's looking at me like, hmm. so I, I just keep praying and I keep hoping that, you know, I'll somehow change and feel better. And truly, this is where my son's health crisis comes in. Truly, that this was the game changer. We've been here for two months. My, my son, a few months before we had moved, had fallen off of a... Um, a cinder block wall. So it's about five feet tall. Um, we're in the front yard, me and the kids. My husband is in New York, um, ironically on a business trip and mm -hmm. the boys playing around on the wall. And I keep telling him, get down, get down, get down. He ends up falling down directly onto his back onto a concrete sidewalk and he paralyzes himself. It's wow. temporary, but I don't know that. I do mm. the thing that every neurologist would tell you never, ever do. We scoop up. Scoop him up. Mm -hmm. To the van to take him to the emergency room. Three hours later, the emergency room docs come out and say, Miss Olatunji, he's extremely blessed. No internal damage, no broken bones. Yes. Take him home. Let him rest. He will heal. And sure enough, within a couple of weeks, he was back to being a normal 13-year-old running around doing all the things. A couple of months later, I have forgotten all about the fall. He's completely back to normal, but he starts developing migraine headaches. And he's never had migraine headaches. And we're super, super granola. So I'm doing all the things holistic and the supplements and then the natural path and then the pediatrician and the neurologist. Like all the things were escalating because it's not getting better. It's getting worse and it's getting worse. And so mm -hmm. when we get here to Atlanta, he's struggling with these migraine headaches. I'm kneeling at his bed at the um, end of each night, praying over this kid, just begging um, for relief for him. And I don't know what to do. I've exhausted everything and I, um, I'm really struggling. And I go to a random PTA meeting at school. I don't want to be there. I hate the kid's school. Mm -hmm. I am still miserable. It's a couple months us, into us being um, in Atlanta. And this woman gets up and she starts passionately talking about the um, the food that they're feeding the kids in the cafeteria. And I can tell that her kid isn't eating the food. And I know my <laughs> kids aren't eating the food. Like I'm packing lunches. <laughs> We're vegetarian, like I, super holistic. Like I'm not giving them that stuff. But I want to know somebody who cares that much about nutrition yeah. that aren't even hers. And so I introduced myself to her and we have one of those very typical female connection, two hour conversations, mm -hmm. um, you know, and we, I just absolutely love and adore her. I have a new friend here and I'm excited. And she happens to mention she's a chiropractor. And I was just like, mm -hmm. 
you know, just smile. I don't know what a chiropractor really is and does. And I just, you know, don't want to upset her because I don't know what it what a chiropractor does. And, you know, yeah. we end up going our separate ways. And I do remember that she had gone to school. She told me about that she'd gone to school in um, a place called Marietta. And I was like, oh, nice. Moving on. Emory, the school that I wanted to go to for the graduate program for midwifery, had since said no. I relocated my entire family because I thought oh. my destination and they said no. And I was like, thanks a lot, God. Like, now what am I supposed to do? I hate it here. I hate my kids' school. The house sucks. Emory said no. What else do you want? And... I meet her the next day in carpool line and we sit and chat for another two hours. I happen to share with her about my son's migraines for no other reason than we're just sharing our entire lives with each other. Cause that's what women do. And she's like, <laughs> the women uh -huh. mm -hmm. she's bring him to our clinic. And I was like, why would I do that? But I don't want to, you know, I'm just like, Be rude. yeah. <laughs> And I happened to go home and I found this amazing website for this school with a philosophy that I want to be a part of. It is so dope and it sounds exactly in line with my own values and where I want to go. But I close it before I can find out if they have a midwifery program because I don't want to hear the answer no right now. Mm. But I did see that it was in Marietta. So I called the office because she gave me her card. She's not there. I talked to her husband and he tells me she's not there. And then I call like four more times and he finally was like, lady, I'm, I, I, my, she's not here. Can I help you? And I was like, could you just tell me, do you remember where your wife went to school? I'm sort of curious. And he said, yeah. Do you mean the school that my parents founded? And I was like, wait, what? It's a chiropractic school? And he was like, yes, my wife told me all about meeting you and your family and your son. Oh, I'm getting chills. Yes. You should bring him in. And I was like, I said, what? But at that point, like, what do you say? I mean, the guy, and I, so I was like, okay. And I literally dragged my husband down to their office and we spent like three hours and I love them. And I love what they're talking about, about how the brain and the body needs to be connected in its communication. And because spinal bones get misaligned, then that interruption um, happens for the communication. And then we get pain and symptoms. And I was like, dope. And so then we bring the boy in, they take x-rays. Even I can see that that very top bone is misaligned. He literally gets one adjustment. He comes in with a migraine and after the adjustment and he rests for a little while, like, how you feeling? He says, I feel great. And I was like, no, really? Like nobody's around. Just tell me how you feel. Yeah. Like real talk. <laughs> and he was like, I feel great. And then I watched the boy get healthier and healthier and healthier over weeks and weeks and weeks. And then at the end of like a month, you know, the dad who founded the school, Dr. Sid Williams asked me, he was like, what are you going to do? Cause they all knew we were friends at this point. Like mm -hmm. I didn't have any direction. What am I going to do? And it came to me like that. I was like, I'm, I'm applying for chiropractic school and it's been almost 14 years now. And it's the best decision I ever made. Yes, I I was getting chills hearing that story because it's the the moment, like you said, the frustration. And what's interesting when you talk about the women and talk about the soften, it said like you had to soften up to all of that stuff, right? All of those experiences, like oh yeah, and like I said, they're talking to you. These messages, these signs are coming to you, like yeah, whatever. But then you know, like 
But that's how when I say Emmanuel's funny like that. Like, okay, you not all right, I'm gonna keep then <laughs> yeah, keep on yeah, right. Like you can yell all you want to, like, because he can handle that. But it's like then that ultimately led you to your your now moment. Like I said, even coming to the land and things that you didn't like, which is like I said, very similar to the story, because that's how it was about Little Rock. You had the whole judgment about the South. I remember telling my husband, I was like, wait, you mean that place they didn't want nine black kids going to school? That's where we're going? Like, <laughs> so, I mean, but I had all these judgments about that. Yeah. But that's where my spirituality developed more into growing into that and just owning just who I am in the midst of, you know, all of all of this. It was like, um, got it. Like, okay. Right. This this is where you wanted me to be, so I, all that could happen. But at the time, you're like mm, not not so much. So because the the ten of cups is like it's talking about the happy. So how what does your chiropractic business look like? In my question, do you specialize in kids? I like. Do. I of do. course you do. Uh, of course you do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I um I do. I specialize in bellies and babies, and um I I I love what I do. I love the opportunity to be able to serve on on this level, and I I can't begin to tell you how I never saw this coming, and what a huge blessing. Um, and this actually this morning, I got a call, um, uh, an emergency and, um, one of my, one of my patients was literally severe, severe pain, couldn't walk. And, um, I don't see patients on Tuesdays. And I said, just, just come. And I went in, uh, to the office and I wish I would have taken a video. She almost crawled into my office when wow. she was walking out she was in tears crying of relief and saying and she's been my patient for four years and she said so doc so do you think when I get home can I go for like a walk or can I exercise and I was like or maybe you could just rest, rest? <laughs> we as women were just like oh yeah and so you know now that that's over we're just gonna go back to the regular program. No, just rest. Um, and I love it. I, I love, I love that I have an opportunity to, to be able to serve. Um, and while I specialize in bellies and babies, um, I see everybody and I love to hear the stories and people sharing um, with me. So we have what we call healing bells in our practice. And we ring those when people have really great health breakthroughs. And what we say as a staff, sort of like if you've ever been to Trader Joe's, they ring the bell and then everything uh -huh. calls out, you know, whatever it is um, in unison. And we say changing lives because that's truly what we do from a very non-invasive way we change lives where people were so focused on their pain and their symptoms that they could not get to their own purpose and focus on their dreams and when we remove that people get back to giving instead of constantly focused on what's wrong in their life. And, and I, I love that. I love that we have an opportunity to show up in that way. That's beautiful. That you, yes. Loving that. So as we get ready to, to wrap up, 
and especially with the signs and everything that you experience in your life, what words of encouragement would you give to other women that are frustrated and right where kind of where you are, where their life is not where they thought it would be? What would you encourage them to say? I absolutely love that question. So a year ago, when I had had a complete emotional meltdown, I thought that I should have been somewhere else in my life, right? The whole should have mm-hmm. again. And I was I was really struggling with um, where I was emotionally and it was based off of a relationship. And I, I was really, really having a hard time and that self-critical talk had just come back full force. And what mm-hmm. I didn't realize is that I was living from a place of trauma and that trauma came from childhood and I didn't realize it. And I was making decisions as an adult woman um, from a little girl's perspective and decisions I had made about myself at the time. And I went on a journey to heal myself and that transformed into a book and writing that book and releasing those those emotions that had been pent up and that I had decided that somehow I wasn't worthy of success and being loved unconditionally. That process of healing myself, turning into a book was also something I never could have imagined happening and being willing to be vulnerable and share because it's a memoir and, and being willing to share the really dark and ugly parts that I never would have wanted to talk about, let alone write about has been the greatest blessing. And so what I recognize now about myself is that vulnerability is my superpower. It is not a weakness. It is your strength. And knowing that my strength has shown up in this way, I know for a hundred percent certain that my life is now taking another turn and the trajectory is for me to go out and connect with more women and be able to truly use my life as an example to re-remind women that they are worth every damn thing. Okay, so <laughs> that is beautiful. So I have this card here. Um, because of what the picture, I'm going to have to show this to you after the show. We'll talk about this. Um, but thank you, Dr. Neem, and thank you for those that are, are watching with us. As, as well, I've learned, the conversation continues after the camera stops. But for those of you that are joining us live and watching the replay, we'll see you next week. <laughs>